0: We might have had the slap part two on today's show, but as you can see, we're all friends. Uh, There is no other repercussions for the second biggest slap this year. We're going to talk about Stephen Kwan to start things off on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: I'm just trading out cats here. One left, the other came in. This is apparently Locked On Catcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts here. The Locked On Catcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Sportsbook, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduelcom slash Locked On today to get started. I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today, every day, wherever it is. You get podcasts. If you don't understand what the cat joke is about, well, then you've missed a lot of great humor in the last 24 hours. Um, I need to send a thank you to the gentleman who created the GIF. Let me give him a shout out, uh, as I much appreciated. I Richard. Like we- yeah, he, uh, he did a really nice job at... Underscore r three i three, and uh, yeah, it, you know it was a, a funny moment yesterday, so we decided to lean into it. Uh, now, speaking of things that are small and cuddly, um, Zach Meisel <laughs> had a great piece on Stephen Kwan. and you know we all know he's a, a you know very smart individual, uh, but it's interesting to hear like, well, how can he get better? What can he do? How can he avoid the pitfalls? of course you know the the big line the grabber in that is he'd be open to extension talks um but uh you know i again i've I've stated i would be totally up for signing kwan because i've always been a sucker for the intelligence guys
1: and i feel like there's a chance he's just gonna
0: find ways to get better and better every year
1: yeah he will think about every year it's it's gonna be fun to watch him this year um Kind of take, not, not take that step, but just, you know, he was saying in the article about how he was just trying to soak it in, just trying to learn everything. And he was uh, just trying to make the roster and worry about, his, you know, not make mistakes. This year he has a job and he's, you know, pretty confident and is going to work on getting better instead of just doing what he can and, and not worry about making the team. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'd imagine Cleveland will approach him with an extension possibly. I don't see why you wouldn't. I feel like he's a pretty safe bet to sign we've talked about it in, on past episodes about, you know, what it would take to sign someone like him. Um, what Quan is 25. Did yeah, you so mention, that... did you mention the Michael Harris contract with him? I feel like that might be a little much. I,
0: no. Yeah. We kind of came down from that in the conversation. It was like essentially something like, um, was it like a seven year contract or maybe the last two years or team options. Yeah. And then it was something like, I, know, I think we settled somewhere maybe in the high forties. To, to 50, mm-hmm. you know, but down I could see five,
1: yeah, five and 45, and then, like you said, two 2 option years, maybe each is worth like 10 million or something, yeah. Um, and then if you get him from seven years, that takes him to age 32. Um, he'll be if, or he'll turn 20, he'll turn 26 late this season, but he's going to play most of the year at age 25, so that, yeah, six, seven years, he would be 32 and then, 33, so you know,
0: yeah, it works out for everyone because then if he's still performing, he'll hit free agency and you know, an outfielder. Um, who's still performing, well, he'll get a contract. I'm not saying he would get huge sh- money, but if he's still performing, you know, if, if you bet on yourself, because he's not going to hit free agents anyway, till so he's in his 30s right now. So it's like, you might as well, if you can take some security, it, it makes a little more
1: that's sense. That's true. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how they would approach that, because you know, arbitration, I don't know if you, if you saw, but and if you haven't seen, if you're listening, been seen one of the Rays relievers, Ryan Thompson, had a, a good Twitter thread the other day about arbitration, and Whole strategy and how his him and his agent attacked it and how they basically lost for an arbitration because they didn't know what what the rules were like they they thought they knew the rules but they were totally flipped on them uh, I don't know and he doesn't have any will against the Rays but you know Quan is not a a player that is that has the skill set and the stats that really um, get paid big in arbitration so I think Cleveland's got some leverage here. And I also think that they need to be careful about how much they're giving him. Like I said before, I have nothing against Stephen Kwan, but you're relying on a guy who is small and undersized. And as I said in the past, you know, he had the hamstring problems. Um, he was clear of that last year, except for like a little tiny stretch. And you want to be careful about how he ages. This is a profile that, you know, contact guys should age just fine in theory. Uh, that's not the issue here, but you know how his body ages over the years because he is smaller and he, look, he already ran into uh, the outfield seats in Seattle last year to make that one catch, so it's just an interesting case because he is not your traditional extension candidate because, like you said, he's going to hit free agency in his, in his 30s anyway because he is he was older when he debuted. He is not a guy who is going to put up stats that's going to get him paid big time, but it depends on what stats you use, too, because, like, the raise through... Um, The meltdown stat at the arbitrators for Ryan Thompson and uh, leverage index and stuff like that, and his his um, projections against lefties, and him and his agent were just so like caught off guard they were allowed to do that, and um, they were against you know they were they were their strategy went against essentially using those kind of arguments, and they lost because of that. So I don't know. I feel like there wouldn't be a whole lot for Quan to argue for because you're talking about home runs. Um, who was the other? There was another player recently in free agency that, um, free agency but arbitration who had said, like, you know, oh, MLB is wants to make more contact there, that's why they're doing all these new rules. And they essentially said, you're not hitting enough home runs, so you're not getting paid. That was the argument. There was somebody I can't remember who it was, but basically, he was saying that they want you to, you know,
0: the thing I'll say say with all this is that's. What five years out? Where you know, it, it, I do think the one thing we've seen at the Guardians is they're ahead of the curve. So there could be a thing. Honestly, like in four years, or if he is still the most elite contact guy in baseball, his value could increase exponentially. Like I think we could see a potential shift. That's the one hard thing about projecting that. Far in arbitration? Out. Well, no, I just mean free agency. But even like two, three years down the line in arbitration, we could see a shifting in that. I mean, yes, listen, home runs and saves are always going to power it, uh, but I do think. I think as you know, teams adapt and as agents adapt, we're going to see more of like, hey, you know, teams are using this as a, a calling card. This is becoming more valuable in baseball, and our hitter does it exceptionally well. I think there's the ability to to uh, turn this into a guy like Quan's favor. But I mean, more than that, I think like if you get an extension on him, and you get five years and two years out of free agency um if you were the cleveland guardians getting two potential years no matter what those are at if they're like 10 million dollars each he's going to be worth that if he continues to hit and if he's not you let him go there's almost nothing to lose in that extension unless you think that he can't hold up the next five years uh but i think it's just one of those things that i i think you know it, it's they, they've kind of done similar things with like i mean I, when they gave michael brandley the extension i hated it um i just didn't think he was worth that guy I thought Jose was a weird extension to give. Um, They've had kind of their most success with those under-the-radar extensions.
1: The original extension for Jose?
0: Yes, the original. It was just kind of weird timing, was it not? I mean, he hadn't broken out yet.
1: Yeah, he had the 2016 Uh, season. That was after 2016. That was before 2017.
0: Okay, maybe I have it wrong. Maybe it's just the Brantley one that was not the breakout year yet.
1: I think I, I can remember when Brantley signed his, but Jose Brantley was 46. Okay, so Maybe I
0: have that wrong. Brantley was before the breakout. Like I literally was like, why are they, Like I, I, I remember the Brantley one very certainly. Cause I wrote an article on it. So I can remember mm-hmm. it was before he turned into Mike Trout jr. You know, he's essentially the, the, those two years at peak, he was as close as you got to him as a, as an outfielder at that time. I think sometimes you forget, well, not you and I necessarily, but sometimes you forget just how good Brantley was at peak. But yeah, I think they've mm-hmm. kind of, been successful with you know contact guys and, and with certain types and i totally um like i said i, I think you extend them yeah, especially if you can do something like you did with straw and with class a and if yeah. you have two team option years then you're really not losing anything
1: yeah i, I think you're not talking about a lot of money for for steven kwan yeah. it makes it makes sense to do so so uh, i'll just see how it goes and see you know and be careful not to commit too much money in that sense of things we'll see. Um, I know there's a bunch of guys that the guardians are supposedly, they have a, they have a specific target um, of extensions each year and uh, should be having negotiations here soon. So we will talk about Steven Kwan a little bit more in just a moment, actually.
0: Yes. But I, I have some exciting news. Our first sponsor of the day is built bar and they put out a new flavor this week it's been a little bit of time since i had a new flavor and it was animal cracker i was very tempted to get in on the built bar when i saw animal cracker that is a fun new flavor uh, i'm gonna see if they are sold out of those i want to also remind you if you don't want to wait you can always go to sam's club and or walmart go to the farm pharmacy section and check there uh to to get uh, your built bars right now they're advertising Yep, you can show, oh no, Animal Cookie is sold out. I am sorry. I brought it up and all of us can be sad now, but pay attention because they always come back. There are other current featured ones, caramel apple, grasshopper cookie, uh, lemon dip cheesecake, maple donut, and banana cream pie. Uh, in addition, they always have the granola granola duo, which I highly recommend. And you know, listen, they do really well when it comes to coconut and or chocolate if either of those are your thing. I am sorry that I hyped animal cookie and I am even sadder that I did not buy it before I hyped it because now I'm just kicking myself. Um, Made with 100% real chocolate. So again, like reading 140 calories, five grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. We're gonna find something that tastes this good and is that good for you. Head to builtbar.com today, use the promo code LOCK15. Go to Sam's Club, go to Walmart if you don't wanna wait. Uh, Wherever you do, wherever you go, Go we'll get some built Bar. You can thank me for it later.
1: All right. MLB's top 100 right now. This is the best 100 players in baseball right now. Just off the top of your head without looking, Jeff. Jeff has not seen these yet. I have yet. not looked. Okay. So off the top of your head, let's just throw out a number. How many Guardians do you think wound up on the top 100 list this year? We you did tell me before the show there's five. Oh, did I? Ah, oh, darn yes. it. So,
0: so I, I, I know about. there's five. I want to – I'm going to be – You know, just in terms of – I'm not going to sit here and try to make myself seem, I think there might be five. No, I'm just to <laughs> You told me there were five, so I know there are five.
1: I'm not going to try and make myself seem smarter than I am. All right. Well, we'll kick it off here. Shane Bieber comes in at number 76. I, okay. So, well, here, here's my guess. Bieber and Jose are your,
0: your obvious easy ones. Jimenez, I would think as well. Class A. And then the last one, that's where I kind of go. Hmm. Like that—that's to me the hardest one because it's like I could. Well, we already
1: we already talked about this guy today. Actually, I was to
0: say, is it Quan? Quan would have it been my guess. Quan I would have make... Quan over McKenzie. McKenzie would have been next up. I feel like McKenzie hasn't quite put himself up into that pitcher discussion yet, just due to consistency. Um, though he was very consistent in the second half. Um, you know, the start of the year there were some ups and downs. So I think they're kind of waiting for that full composite season where he shows that he is the number one pitcher that uh, he looks like he could become.
1: Yeah, so Shane Bieber comes in at number seventy-six. Um, he's right behind. Uh, let's see, pitchers ahead of him are Zach Allen, Shane McClanahan, Luis Castillo, Spencer Strider. Right now, is ahead of him. Um, Fred Valdez, him. Eric, Eric Alec Manoa, Dylan Cease are all ahead of him in the next group among pitchers. So, any issues or any arguments about Shane Bieber at seventy-six? I feel like he probably. Didn't get as much love as he would have as a couple of years ago. Obviously, I don't know where he was a couple of years ago. He was obviously a lot higher than this a couple of years ago, but um, probably the lack of velocity and yeah, the drop in strikeouts is why he's down. But he's still at a 200 inning season and still had over a strikeout per inning. Uh, I think nine strikeouts per nine. Like, remember and how you much think you he, could you think how he much back up?
0: I think so. Remember how much Yankees fans were losing their minds about having to face him in the postseason. In that game five, like they were scared poopless about really? having him in that game. Oh, yeah. You didn't see that on Twitter? Like, oh, I saw the. I don't remember that now. Uh, yeah, they were scared poopless about facing him. They really were. They did not want to. They're like, we have to face Beaver. They have Beaver in game five because, of you know, Cleveland said didn't want to roll him out on the super short rest. And, you know, we don't need to rehash that anymore. But yeah. he's still a feared pitcher. And he was a top five pitcher in the American League last year in terms of performance. So I do think this is too low. I do think this is disrespecting because he's not as exciting. He's not as the stuff isn't quite as big. He's just really effective.
1: Yeah. Everybody in front of him does throw harder. I will say that. Yeah. Um, so Shane, Shane Bieber will be lower than 76 or higher than seventy He'll, you mean lower. Like he'll be ranked. Yes. He'll be. Yes. He'll have a better ranking in a year. He'll rank above 76. So yes. Okay. He'll have a better ranking next year. Will that ranking be with the Cleveland guardians by this time though. No. So Shane Bieber will be a top 50 pitcher next year, but it will not be with the, for the Cleveland guardians. Yes. Ooh, spicy. Okay. Who do you think is the next guy in order of the list? I didn't tell you what order they were in.
0: No, it's, it's weird to me too. Like, I don't know if I'm making a list, it's like, there's a, there's a top three to me and it, be- Beaver's one of them. So it's weird that he's like fifth on the list. Um, I would think out of Kwan, all the
1: guys, yeah. All, out of all the guys for having to be last among yeah, the five is, is, it's is really strange. You're right. So who so do you I think, think was four next? Four has to be Quan, right? You are correct. Stephen Kwan comes in at number 66, uh, Which, in the sixth... uh talk about arbitration yeah. talk from earlier. Like, uh, want something that's going to goose in arbitration. This. There you go. Yeah. You can point to that as an argument for sure. Yeah. Yeah that, that was one of the interesting things like I said the ar- they have no these players have no idea what the arbitrators know and don't know like you would think that like that was one of Ryan Thompson's arguments was like okay we assume that these arbitrators have a certain amount of baseball knowledge but he said there are things they know and things they don't know so you're not sure what you're relying on so um this may not be one of them and may but you know if you bring uh, it up uh, you, you bring anything up in your favor and this this could go in countless I favor. will uh,
0: I'll, I'll help all those players right now so if you are a baseball player And you want to know what they're going to bring up whatever stats make you look the worst is what they're going to bring up they're going to specifically target the ones to lower your value that's all it is that's what they should know that's why i think i don't want to denigrate his agent but he should have gone in like having done having someone in that you know every agency has got a a numbers nerd like myself there and that numbers nerd should have made them aware of like this is the stats that that are the least uh show this person is having the least value
1: the top 100 isn't even a stat, but it isn't. It isn't, than, but yeah. rankings help. Like this, yeah, this for sure. Increase value. Well, hopefully, Stephen Kwan and the Guardians never get to arbitration, but there's some other guys right ahead of him. He's at 66. Okay, He comes in just behind. Uh, Stolly it- Marte and Randy Arroz are in that range. He's in the same range as Lisa Rise, which makes sense. Jeremy Pena, Spencer Strider. Lisa High? Pena, yeah. That's it's ridiculous. ridiculous. That's yeah, crazy. well, Pena's got a good glove and he yeah. has power. So you know, Pena's going to be a lot like Willie Adamas. You know, power I mean, glove. That's a, we'll, yeah, we'll see. It's like I
0: don't like last year the rookie of the year race. There was you know your your top three, and then to me it was Kirby, then Pena. Like he was fifth, yeah. and then then Bobby Witt at six. Like I, don't, I agree Pena that high is, is sure, weird. I bet I bet Bobby Witt's in there somewhere because people
1: love. To oh, push we can him talk up. about that. Um, i'm sure other, he's
0: way too high as well it's ridiculous
1: yeah other outfielders ahead of kwan are brian reynolds uh brandon nemo michael harris are up, up there um kyle schwarber obviously even though he's really a dh buxton springer buxton's an interesting one because he's never healthy but obviously the talent's there so steven kwan this time next year is he is he in the 70s is he in the 60s is he in the 50s where, where does he go from here i think he He probably drops a little. Um, I I think his ranking
0: gets worse. I'm going to say that way. His ranking gets worse. Okay. Um, Just because this is some, you know, there'll be interesting new guys who jump up. And, yes, there'll be guys who fall off. And his skill set, as we talked about in segment one, is one that is fun. And it's very productive. But it's uh, it's not the sexiest of profiles. And those guys tend to, the shine wears off a little quicker
1: on those types. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be any fault of his own if he falls. No. I agree with you, but I think it'll be, you're right. And and this is the top 100 right now, so this could change a lot in the year. And hey, guys get hurt. He could move up by his uh, without even doing anything better, too. So it depends on health, too. Who do you think uh, was the third Cleveland Guardian on the list after Juan? Okay. So we've got We're three going left, first order, which
0: means, so is it Jimenez or is it Classe? And
1: I'm going to guess Classe. Boom! You are correct. Emmanuel Clase came in at number fifty-two on the top one hundred. Uh, he is just ahead of that. Ed- he is just behind Edwin Diaz. I think that's interesting. They have Edwin Diaz and Clase ranked back to back, which I think Bang. that makes sense. Those are the two best relievers yeah. in baseball right now. You cannot convince me there is a better reliever than one of those two guys. I They're one A and one B. Like you know, I, I yeah, I, I would
0: rather have Clase Clase myself. I, I think what he's done is like otherworldly but i'm also not like you know basically you're saying it's a toss-up and i think anyone who's
1: a good baseball mind would agree
0: that it is a toss-up with those two
1: yeah but interestingly enough both were not ranked on the 2022 list i can't i can under i'm surprised by classic because like yeah he didn't have a great 2021 but he had a good 2021 and he edwin diaz
0: under two didn't he
1: yeah and edwin diaz i feel like did he have a bad 2021 or did he just have an okay 2021? Because,
0: uh, you know, he's I know so he has been a and down. I was trying to think if this, I feel like this was the bounce back year. I don't think it was predict. I don't think it was necessarily terrible, but I feel
1: like his 21 was not.
0: Um. Let's see. In
1: 2021, he had, he had a three, four, had, four, five ERA. He still yeah. struck out a crap ton. He struck out 89 batters in 62 innings. So he, he struck yeah. out 20, almost 20 more batters but in the same again, amount of innings this like, year
0: three and a half ERA for like a closer is fine. I mean, it's totally fine, especially because it's not, It's not top 100, but it's yeah. not top 100. Like they're going to see that and that's going to knock him down more than well. Is- now,
1: now he's a hundred million dollar closer. So okay. yeah, I yeah, would, we, I would definitely, can you believe, a. can you believe the difference in their contracts? Edwin Diaz is a hundred million dollar closer and class a is making what? 50 something million total after. Or- right. I mean, if, if Cleveland picks up his options,
0: his, his two option years, I believe are both $10 million. He doesn't make 20 million,
1: 20 million, five versus, for 20 plus the yeah. options.
0: Yeah. It's you not know, much. So, it's
1: a really cheap contract. That is insane. The yeah. difference. In, and those guys, like you said, are, are one a and one B and one is paid four times more than the other. Uh,
0: who do I mean, you think one could argue honestly on this entire team that he is the most valuable trade asset because of that contract.
1: Oh yeah. He might be, a, he's definitely above Jose now because of, yeah. uh, just the money and, and the position and the age too. He's younger. So yeah. who do you have next on the list? There's two more guys. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's Jimenez. Yeah. Andres, it, it makes it pretty easy at this point, right? So Jimenez. Andres Jimenez comes in at 47. He was also not ranked last year. No shock. He is right behind Marcus Semien and Jeff McNeil. Interestingly enough, uh, those guys are 45 and 46. McNeil, McNeil is such a good hitter. I mean, did Simeon have a nice? I mean, Simeon feels like he's had like three good years and then the rest have been average. It's, it's, I don't know. He feels a little overhyped to me. I will say, Simeon had a very bad start to the year last year. and He got hot against Cleveland in June Mm -hmm. last year and then he kind of took off from there. I I would know because I have, I have, uh, uh, Simeon on my fantasy team and he hit the fact that I drafted him so high and and took and paid, you know, paid for him. Um, really hurt me early in the year. We're going to talk about fantasy baseball before we get out of here today, too. Um, other infielders above him, you've got, you know, Bogart, Seager, Bichette, uh, Deansby Swanson is ahead of Andre Jimenez. I know, I know Jimenez hasn't played short at the major league level a ton, but I'm sorry. If you're asking me who I want for the next five years, I, and we've both said it on here before, Yeah, there could be some regression coming for Andre Jimenez. There is a concern, but Cool, yeah. if, the money, say, if the money is equal, I will take Andre Jimenez for the next five years. I, I believe over Ahmed Piers.
0: Rosario has had more. It, so Runs created Plus takes all the offensive data and boils it down to a number 100 is average. Just People sometimes complain about us getting two numbers based. I believe Ahmed Rosario has had more more, uh, more seasons of a 100 or better Runs created Plus than Dan Swanson has. Let me see if you are right. I believe it's three to two or maybe they're equal at three to three. Dancy Swanson has been, I mean, last year he was fantastic. He's a much better defender. He's a much more valuable player um, just due to the defensive value. But, I mean, his offense, you have to buy in on late
1: in career changes there. Yeah, it is even, actually. So Ahmed Rosario has had two two seasons above 100 WRC+. plus. Ah, See, I thought he had three. Uh, Yeah, well, technically Swanson has had three. His age twenty two season, uh, his rookie year, he had one hundred forty five play appearances. He had a one oh seven. So if you want to count that as his third, Swanson has a three to two edge because Rosario's first year was one seventy. So it's even, it's close, but uh, Rosario has yet to have more than two. So it's, See, it's thought, three to two I, Swanson. I guess but
0: I thought he had had uh, the last two years in Cleveland. Was he close then? One of those years?
1: Is that where Rosario? Yeah. Oh, cause he had a 99 in 21. I'm sorry. Yes. He had a 99. 99 so it was just off close. the pace. That's what it was. Um, I, I will still take Andres Jimenez for the next five years. What did Swanson yes. get? Swanson got a seven years, $177 million deal. Even, even with regression. uh, I, I don't know. I'd like to see Jimenez play shortstop at some point, but if not, so, uh, he's still going to be a good second baseman. I will take Jimenez over the next seven years over, um, Dan Swanson. So, does that mean those two are close in contract? I don't know. That might be something to ponder. Uh, no, going forward, oh, yeah, I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be something to ponder going forward as you're about extensions. All right, so that means the last um player ranked for the Guardians is obviously Jose Ramirez. No shock. Where do you think? Uh, did I give you where he fell on the list? No, I didn't. No, so where do you um... think Jose Ramirez came in at? Knowing the way these things work, I'm betting, like, high 20s. Yo, you are really being pessimistic about people's feelings about Jose Ramirez.
0: I'm just pessimistic on how they view guys from Cleveland. Um, There is, you know, not to get the whole big market, small market in now, but there is still some degree of it. Um, You know, hes I feel like he's not, like, there's always arguments that he's not even a top three third baseman. Uh, He doesn't always get hardware for third base, and that's why I was, like, I, I
1: think, like, 21. Something like that. Okay. Wow. Uh, he came in at number eight. Wow. Number eight. Uh, yeah, he got. He finally got the love he deserves. He wow. is. Yeah. He so number eight love. is. Yeah, Jose Ramirez number eight. He was number fifteen last year, so he was even inside the top twenty last year. Just ahead of Jose are Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. So he is the second, third, the third third base on the list because Manny Machado is five, Mookie Betts at four, Trout three, Judge two, and of course. Shohei Otani, number one. No, I don't know. What else can you say about Jose Ramirez? He was 15 last year. He's eight this year. We he has the extension. His worst year of
0: the past few due to injury, too. So it's kind of interesting that it went up in spite of that.
1: Yeah. Do you think there's still a chance Jose can climb up on this list? Eight is is probably as high as he's ever been on this list. I, I don't know. I, he'd have to have
0: a power surge, I think. Um, you know, it's just going to be hard with. Otani's always going to be higher. Judge is likely always going to be higher. I, well, I, I didn't hear the whole last. Mookie Betts,
1: I assume, is higher. That, well, okay, the two third basemen ahead of him are Arenado and Machado. I think that there's a chance Jose and could could leapfrog any two of those guys. He's also the um, oldest of those three, though, isn't he? He no, Arenado's older. Is he? Jose is 30. He'll be 31 uh, later this year. Nolan Arenado is thirty-one. He'll be thirty-two by opening day, so it's, it's, it's a close. year difference. Yeah, and Machado um, is younger than all as the youngest yes. of the three. I will say Jose has a 50, 50 chance still of, of leapfrogging them on that list and getting up. He, you're right. He one thirty-nine WRC plus this year uh, was not his. This it's is it's his second worst season in the last yeah. three years. But uh, okay, I don't think he's ever repeating twenty twenty just because that was a weird year. Yeah, but two thousand eighteen. 147 WRC plus 39 homers, 34 steals. He was age 25 that year. He's essentially got to get back there to move up on that list. Yeah, I just I, I think I, he could have a 30-30 season.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not counting on it. I just have a hard it's not even anything about Jose performance. It's just like I feel like someone's gonna pop. Yeah, you know, every year somebody pops, and it's hard to break kind of yeah. that top five. And then when you're in Cleveland, you're always gonna be like the afterthought. Like I, I hate to say that, but it still works that way unless he's the guy who really pops. Yeah. Speaking of things that pop, we should pop into a break right now uh, at this point in the show and talk about one of our fantastic sponsors. Sorry uh, to cut you off there, Justin. Doing what everybody loves. And that sponsor today are our good friends over at FanDuel. You remember my advice from yesterday. Do not bet Brian Shaw to win the Cy Young. I will, I will lean Cy into that bus. again. Yes, do not bet on Brian Shaw to win the Cy Young. I don't care what the odds are. Don't bet on him. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here. And it's the perfect time to download Fanbool, FanDuel, not FanBool. I don't know what FanBool is. America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Uh, I would bet on number of threes Jose makes this year. That's, that's what I'm betting on, the number of threes Jose <laughs> drains this year. That's that's not how this works. Uh, then I would bet I the over. So. I would bet the over on Guardians' wins. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com/backslash locked on. That's FanDuel.com/backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel.com, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Justin, let's talk about the fantasy uh, league that has
1: <laughs> taken off. Before this we get this is taking else. off. Yeah, this is taken off. So had a very good response so far into the fantasy baseball league. So if you have commented on YouTube or or talked about us on Twitter, uh, I'm gonna reach out and respond to everybody. Uh, we are not no longer gonna take no en- new entries, is gone far beyond the interest I thought it would. I think we're pretty close to like 16 or 17 teams. And we're almost gonna so, have
0: to do like a roto league or something. Yeah, like so Houston, it is North gonna to be a roto team.
1: league. It's there's a lot of people, so it's gonna yeah. be a roto league. Uh, But thank you for all your responses that we are definitely going to do it. I will um, schedule that on Yahoo and I will get in touch with everybody who has already responded. So if you commented on YouTube, I will respond to the comment with the link to join the league. And if you did it on Twitter, I will message you. There's only a couple people it on Twitter. So I will definitely be getting a hold of those people. So thank you for your interest.
0: And uh, Zach, if you're watching, I alerted Justin. I didn't reach out
1: to him directly. But we uh, could have it. messaged me, man. Jeez. But okay. I'm trying to give Jeff all the credit for my good ideas. I uh, know. No,
0: this bad. No, okay. this was 100% Justin's idea. No, no, no I take nothing from this. I, <laughs> I I said, you know, everyone, next up, I'm going to put together
1: an OTP league. That's going to be what I do next. That's, yeah. That's uh, Jeff, do you want to get into the Guardians pitcher's ranks on, you know, Sarah? I so totally read not- that.
0: As where do the guardians P rank? I'm like, what's a P rank? <laughs> like, like, it's is one of Eno's prank? new stats. It's, it's, it's one P of Eno's rank. new
1: stats. Yeah.
0: His new ra- the his new stat, the P rank. Um <laughs> comment below what does the P in P rank stand for? <laughs> okay. Family friendly show, please. Um yes. so I thought this was interesting because you know he you know does a lot of really interesting things. We're in the after show, we'll get into his young hitter stuff um, because some two of my favorites appeared in that list. So I was like, we got to talk about this. But he took and combined a lot of data. Um, and for people who don't like metrics, maybe this is your fast forward point, uh, but we're not going to get too heavy into these metrics. But even like he looked at things like the stuff guys have, their injury rates, um, you know, a lot of things, like basically the best simple statistic for pitcher success is, Strikeout percentage subtracted from walk percentage, right? Strike strikeouts minus walk percentage, and that's actually been like the most successful data point. Um, is something that's simple. Now with this one, he's taking like things like that and expanding it even more. Uh, they've done some under the hood stuff to kind of help sinkerball guys try to figure out why they're not as effectively ranked. And then the other, I thought, kind of interesting. Um, part with some of this, oh, now I remember, is that for a long time, like, you know, fielding FIP, fielding independent pitching uh, ERA, which I've talked about on the show, it's basically like, if all things were equal, how pitchers would perform, because there's this feeling that like, pitchers don't have a lot of control after contact is made. Well, you know, saying that that's actually not true, that there are certain pitchers who seem to have more uh, ability to put a ball in a spot that hitters then don't hit well. So he's also doing some things under the hood that goes again. FIP has been long held to be like one of the best stats for uh, predicting future pitcher performance. It's one of the cornerstones of war for fan graphs. And it's one of my favorites to go to um, love FIP hate XFIP because XFIP normalizes home run rates. And I think that, again, I think some guys are more prone than others. I don't think every all pitchers are created equal when it comes to home run rates, but now that long thing is uh, the, you know, justin talked about yesterday's show how he's he's getting married in june and many of you might be surprised to hear it's not to corbin burns with the way he has responded on the show for his love of corbin burns but-
1: guardian Cor- corbin burns. <laughs> when i come back to my honeymoon the guardians better have corbin burns that's that's june so that's might be uh-huh. a little early but
0: he yeah uh, he's he's number one what's also interesting is garrett cola two spencer strider three Otani and Alcantara, and then Woodruff at six. If you're looking there, Shane Bieber is your first guardian, by the way. He comes in at 24th between Musgrove and Severino. Uh, Amber Valdez, Logan Webb behind him, Alec Manea behind him as well. George Kirby sitting there at 30 amongst the young guys. Uh, I debated if Bieber should have been the 10th ranked pitcher over Julio Urias. Urias is 19th, if you're curious on the list. As we continue on the Cleveland train of pitchers, uh, number two should be unsurprisingly Tristan McKenzie. And he is the only other guy kind of in, in the top 100, let alone top 50. He's a 38th. That's between, not true. That's not true. He's, oh, you're right. Uh, 70 for the other guy. So this is the only one in the top 50. I just had a, a brain cramp. Uh, but McKenzie is between Hunter Green and Chris Sale. So uh, hopefully that is not a sign of health uh i thought in his kind of bracketing drew rasmussen might have been the most interesting guy like a guy who kind of gets forgotten about and just how good he has been in short bursts for tampa but mckenzie's a guy who could totally be on the rise top 40 pitcher by this rating 38th overall in baseball and i believe it's 70 even yep 70 even is aaron Savale. you're right right below
1: f- former uh, cleveland pitcher carlos carrasco
0: well uh, carrasco is below him ahead of him is brady singer division rival well, yeah. So he's got that order uh, there with it. And again, when he's healthy, there's been signs that maybe there's another gear there. We'll have to see if he can ever find any health ever. Um, it, it just hasn't happened for him. Next is Cal Contral at 132. Um, between Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray, Matt Manning, Brian Bello is in this grouping. A lot of up and comers and a lot of like average guys. Frankie Matas is below him. Uh, again, they've done more to kind of make a pitcher like Quantrell accurately represented for value. And the fifth player is not Pleaseak, It's Cody Morris, who, uh, again, you want to talk about who he's. Dean Kramer of Baltimore and then longtime favorite of mine, JT Brubaker. Uh, other fun names and kind of his grouping is uh, Kyle Mueller, who just, you know, got acquired by the Braves. Zach Greinke and top left-hand pitching prospect, Um Kyle Harrison. So it's kind of fun to see, I mean, Morris doesn't have a lot of data. So him being near Harrison, I think speaks to just the ceiling on Morris. if Again, can ever stay healthy. And then at 182, you have uh, Mr. Plesak between Michael Waka, who just signed and Jackson Kowar, who has been a bit of a disappointment, hasn't really proven anything with Kansas city yet. Uh, if you go down to 187, you got his buddy, Mike Clevenger, who's pretty low on this list. Um, if you're curious, 200 is Joey Lucchese, the last player ranked, 199 former guardian Chris Archer. Um, Bomb list gets a little sad with guys like Steven Strasberg and Madison Bumgardner as we think of the, the good old days, but just kind of fun to look at and do the deep dive. That, I mean, by this, it says if everyone's healthy, your top five starters should have Cody Morris in it.
1: Makes sense. I found it interesting that McKenzie's – he also did an injury percentile ranking, uh, injury probability, or injury percent. McKenzie, not very likely to have an injury. He was in the lower percentile. Cody Morris was, of course, in the top 30 among uh, the injury percentile. So, bummer to see. Um,
0: I feel like Savale's injury was surprisingly not high.
1: Yeah. Um, Jeff, real quickly, uh, before we get out of here, what are we watching for this weekend? Guardians, finally – by the time you're listening to this, it will be there will be baseball on TV. But Saturday, before the next time we talk to everybody, the Guardians will have played two games. Jeff, what are you watching for in the first two spring training games?
0: I, I'm not watching the spring training games. I'm going to be watching college baseball with the little time I have between taking my daughter to ice skating and then uh, playing with my son. I, I only get to watch so many baseball games. And if I have to pick between competitive baseball and spring training, I'm going to watch. You know what?
1: Baseball. You know, what I say to that, I would move my camera to show you, and I'm not going to because I got in a good, got in a good position finally. But um, I have a two TV set up in my basement, so my main TV is going to have Guardians on Saturday, and the TV, the second TV will have college baseball. So I will be watching both mm. this weekend. Um, I am watching for just how how long Cal Quantrill goes because mm. he is starting on Saturday for the first time. Uh, he's gotta get ready for the World Baseball Classic. I'll be curious to see how how far along he is in his his um his build up for the season since he's gotta be ready for that. Watching the chemistry of Mike Zanino, I'm gonna watch for him throwing potentially throwing on any runners if there are steals. Obviously I'll be watching for the pitch clock and the pickoff rules, that kind of stuff. And then I will just be looking for, you know, Steven Kwan to to draw a four pitch walk or Jose Ramirez, Maris, hopefully, to have a home run or something exciting to happen there. And just the overall return of Cleveland Guardians baseball to our TVs. I am super excited. I will be watching both games. I think they're both on valleys. So, if you get valleys, they're both on there. But I will be watching.
0: That's the other thing. I don't have a way to watch the Guardians
1: right now. Yeah, I heard Yeah, T-Mobile is uh, still up in the air with that kind of stuff. Yeah, so
0: I'm I'm not going to pay for something
1: that I can potentially get free.
0: Just my way i'm all right to see a bit so
1: any last words before we head on to the after show nope.
0: i think we've covered it i want to thank everyone for listening rating and reviewing downloading and helps hit the bell make sure you subscribe tell a friend subscribe to youtube uh the youtube channel on your computer on your work account on your mom's account next time she asks you to fix something and thank you all for being part of the lockdown guardians team and go go guardians go